0: Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Bless you, get your Bible. God bless you, saints, and turn to Matthew's Gospel, the 10th chapter, and we're going to read verses 37 and 38. And while you're doing that, I just want to remind you, Because I'm sure everybody watching and certainly everyone in the sanctuary was here Sunday or experienced the amazing, awesome move of God on Resurrection Sunday that was going on right here. And you can tune in. You can watch it after you watch us tonight because it's still going to be available on our website. So it'll bless your life. I guarantee you it will. All right. Amen. Praise God. All right. Let's read Matthew 10, 37 and 38 out of the King James Version or whatever version you may be reading from. And then we will have a word of prayer. Ready? Begin. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Verse 38. And he that taketh not his own cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Of me, Let's pray together. Father, we enter into your word by the power of your spirit. So you give us understanding by the self same spirit, anoint the preacher, the teacher to say and do whatever is necessary to glorify your name. Anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive so you can get the precious fruit in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. As we are coming to the conclusion of this month of April, Uh, We're still talking about the power of the cross and uh, before we conclude uh, talking about the cross, I'm excited to tell you we're going to talk to you and teach you about what to expect on the other side of the cross, but you got to stay tuned for that. And the reason I say that is just because tonight we're going to still deal with the front side of the cross, if you will, and help us understand why the cross is so necessary In the life of the believer. So so you need to buckle yourself in because it's going to be a turbulent ride tonight uh, to say the least. So let's read that again and get right into it. Jesus is speaking and Matthew is recorded what Jesus has said again. Jesus said he. Anyone that loves father or mother more than him is not worthy of Jesus. He also says anyone that loves their son or daughter more than they love Jesus the Christ is not worthy of Jesus the Christ. These two statements are very strong statements. Because we already understand that because the father and the son, as well as the spirit, loves us, the father sent the son to save us than for the son to turn around and say, if you love anybody more than you love me, you're not worthy of me. After all that he went through to get here, he tells us what will forfeit us from deserving him. I I would venture to say that over 90% of believers, Christians, even people that have gone to church have never heard a sermon And never probably heard a preacher tell them that Jesus will disqualify you. Mostly we tell people, come as you are. God loves you. And all of that is true. But yet still, this is in the Bible. And so we can't ignore it. And and for some that like to do this, even though it doesn't matter to many, these aren't words of another apostle or another disciple. (laughs) These are words of Jesus himself. So we got to look at this. I got to put this in your lap as it's been put in mine. Jesus says, whoever loves their father or their mother more than they love him is not worthy of them, of him. These are two of the closest people to any human being their father and their mother. Then Jesus said, oh, in case you didn't get that. Anyone that loves their son or their daughters, sons and daughters, more than they love me, you still aren't worthy of me. Those are also some of the closest people to us, our sons and our daughters. We can't love them more than we love God. Now, I'm sure you already understand. Jesus said that for a reason. (laughs) He said it because it's possible. He says it because folk do it. So, 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 so we got to look at this, you, you, you all. Uh, uh, so, so let's look at these words and, and, and help, the, you know, to help us understand what Jesus is saying to us, so we don't fall prey to this. So, so we don't become guilty of this. So, so, so the word "not worthy" means not deserving. Jesus said, if we love anybody or anything, let's just just put it out there. Anybody or anything more than we love him, we don't deserve him. That's a lot. That says a lot. That says a lot right there. Jesus, we, we can't play with this. Another another word synonym for not worthy other than not deserving is not being fit. Let's, let's use that word. Jesus says any believer, so-called, <laughs> that loves anybody or anything more than they love Jesus is not fit to be called a child of God. Not fit to be called a child of God. Anyone that loves any believer. Now we're talking about believers, any believer that loves anybody or anything more than they love God. They're not fit for the kingdom of God, because you got to be a child of God to get into the kingdom. So if we're not fit to be a child of God, we're not fit for the kingdom of God. And then here's one that we have to expand that should speak directly to you on some level, on many levels. What Jesus also said and what he also meant by that is anybody that loves anything or anybody more than they love Jesus is not fit to be equipped with the Holy Ghost and the gifts of God. Think about that for a minute. Not being worthy of Jesus is not being worthy of anything about him and everything belief in him affords us. His grace, his love, Holy Spirit, and the gifts of the Spirit. We're not fit for it. So that means then anyone that claims to love the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, because remember Jesus said we must love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind and strength we got to love him more than anything or anybody and if we do not then we're not fit to receive his grace and an aspect and part a great part of god's grace is the gift of the holy ghost because again if you're not saved you can't receive the holy ghost if you can't receive jesus you can't receive holy spirit And if we can't receive Holy Spirit, you ain't anointed. You're not a prophet. You're not a pastor. You're not a teacher. You're not an apostle. You're none of those things. Because it takes loving Jesus Christ with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And in verse 38, it takes us being willing to pick up our cross. And follow him. So if we don't pick up our cross. We're not fit. We're not worthy of Jesus. And so we're not even saved. I know this is good. This is going to keep you up at night. So let's go further. How can we fully or more fully understand what Jesus is saying? Write this down. Jesus is talking about loyalty here. <laughs> He's talking about loyalty. It's a word we don't hear that much anymore. I grew up in a church hearing a lot about it. We don't hear that. I don't hear that word loyalty taught about as much as we used to hear it. The word loyalty has its origins in the word legion. Legion, L-E-G-I-O-N, legion. A legion is a group of men handpicked because of their faithfulness. (laughs) They're handpicked because of their commitment, because of their faithfulness or their loyalty. And because of their loyalty, this legion, this group of men, this group of men, was handpicked and given special knowledge and abilities. You know, in, in, in law enforcement, we've heard of, you know, SWAT in, in, in the army, it's special forces and navy is SEALs. These they are handpicked because of their faithfulness, their commitment, their loyalty. It's a legion of men. In the kingdom of God, there are what's called and what is known as grace gifts. God gives them. They're listed in Romans 12. Uh, The Spirit gives them. They're listed in 1 Corinthians 12. And then Jesus gives the gifts. They're mentioned in Ephesians chapter 4. They're (laughs) handpicked. Yeah, yeah. Legion, the word legion is from the word Legible. These are all synonyms. Legible. Something that's legible is easily read and understood. (laughs) Legible is also associated with the word legitimate (laughs) because Loyalty is easily read and seen in people. Oh, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Write this down. Loyalty is almost impossible to fake. (laughs) You can, you, 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 (laughs) let me say it this way. We can talk a good game, but you can't fake loyalty. In any relationship, husband and wife, wife, husband, friendship, man, you my dog, man. I'm, you ride or die, man, I'm with you, man, no matter what. Yeah, you can say all that, but time is your friend. That's why you gotta live a little long. I, I tell you, I thank God for, for, for the little short life I've lived and you know, 25 years of pastoring and 34 years of marriage. Cause I've learned a lot in that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some things I didn't know, I don't want to get into that, but some things I thought I knew when I started pastoring, I thought I knew some stuff. Like most people, you know, you can point your finger at me. I don't care. You thought you knew some stuff too when you was in your twenties and thirties. then by the time you got to be 50 and sixties, like, man, I ain't known nothing like I thought I knew about that man. Shoot get to talk like Terrence Howard. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loyalty is almost impossible to fake. Because it's connected to <laughs> what is, what's the word? Uh, what was it? Let me go back. It's connected to the word, um, um, where, where is it? At? Where is it? At? Uh. Legible, legible. Anything that's legible, you can make out clearly. You you know some of our handwriting? People say, "What, what, what does that say? It's not legible. It's not easily read. It's not easily recognizable what you're saying, what you mean. Loyalty is easily recognizable, particularly over time. And so... People that are easily determined to be faithful are also those that are trusted the most with the secrets of God, the mysteries of God. Those are the people God anoints. (sighs) Loyalty is almost impossible to fake. If you've been married, 10 months, you really pray that brother or that sister is loyal, you ain't going to really know for about 10 more years. Time will tell you that he or she is loyal. Mm -hmm. See, a person doesn't have to convince their boss that they're faithful because the boss can see how many days you've been late, how many days you called in sick. They can read you and determine your level of loyalty and or faithfulness. (laughs) Likewise, we don't have to tell God we're faithful. But we love to do that when we pray and we are going through God, you know, I've been loving on you. God, you know, I've been serving. God knows. God knows how much we've been praying. He knows how much we've been serving. God knows. You don't have to try to convince God. Because he can read you. And he does. So Jesus tells us whoever is not willing to take up their cross and follow Jesus is not loyal and neither are they legit. You're not a legitimate Christian. You are want to be Christian. You are. I love to go to church, sing and have a good time, Christian. But you're not a legitimate Christian if you don't take up your cross. As you can tell now, we've moved from Jesus's cross to our own personal cross. This is why we needed to and still need to understand why the cross. Why? And, and let me just say this. Let me say this right from the very beginning, because I know this is going to enter into your mind and it is a wonderful question. And you're going to probably want to know from me, well, what is my cross, Reverend Bishop Dr. Logan? What is my cross? Well, I'm glad we're going to get to that at the very beginning. And so let me tell you this so you can write it down and never forget it. It's not my responsibility to tell you what your cross is, it's only my responsibility to tell you you have one. It's up to you to go to God the Father and ask Him what your cross is. What is your assignment? Why were you born? What are you born to live and do for God and die maybe doing for God? Only God can tell you that. This is where preachers can get in trouble because, because we think we can prophesy. We, we can tell you what your cross is. No, I can only tell you you have one. This is where your relationship with the father comes in, where you talk to the father, and read the scriptures, and you let, you let him discover, unfold to you what your cross is. Because, see, everybody's cross looks the same. But God is the one that puts the stuff on the cross we got to carry. Oh, Lord. You got to be willing to carry your individual cross. If you're going to be considered loyal and worthy of Jesus. He carried his. Let's go. First, in our foundational scripture, Jesus addresses the kind of love every believer is supposed to have, must have, in order to be worthy of him. Love, love, love. You know, you can say we love God all day long, but if we're not willing to pick up our cross, then we don't love him. <laughs> You know, Simon the Cyrenian helped Jesus carry His cross. We got, we got, we got some saints. You want everybody else to carry your cross for you. You never want to repent. You never want to say you' sorry. You never want to get it right with nobody. You just want to keep going and tell everybody how they hurt you and what you deserve and what you are entitled to. But you don't want to carry your cross. You don't want to go through anything. You don't want to carry no hardships. You don't want to pray fast for people that don't like you, hate you. You won't do none of that. You just want to be blessed. And this is the problem with the 21st century church. In Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Let him deny himself. Take up his cross. Notice the verbs Jesus. Deny, take up, follow These are action words. We got a lot of teachers, educators. There's some action that has to go with us being legitimate, being loyal. You got to do some stuff consistently over time. We got people, people, every ministry pretty much has them. And and some of you that are here and and are watching, people would come and, and they would come and wear their full their full civic attire, their religious garb, and they would come from another state or city or whatever and and say, I'm I'm elder, deacon, evangelist, apostle, so-and-so. Well, you may have been where you came from, but we haven't seen your loyalty. I got to see something in you before we give you that title. And today, more than ever, people love to tell... You know, senior pastors, I'm this. And I'm not saying that you're not. But what you need to understand is particularly somebody's got time in this thing that we need to see the time. You put some time in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus says to the disciples, if any man will come after me, if you're going to really walk in my footsteps, then you've got to deny yourself. Take up your cross. So you can legitimately be a follower of Christ. Now, I said it at the beginning. Some of you just tuned in. So let me say this again. These aren't words people like to hear. People don't come to church to hear this kind of stuff. I get it. I I don't particularly enjoy it in terms of telling you this. But I'm not the boss. I'm doing my assignment. I'm doing my job like you do yours. People don't want to hear messages like this and neither are messages like this easy to teach and preach, especially today with the world filled with so, so many selfish people. Because nowadays people go to church because of what they want to get. They shop around for churches on the Internet. Let's see if you got a long hair ministry, a bald head ministry. Uh, I'm going to see if you got a Bigfoot ministry. See, you ain't serving my need. I ain't going to that church. This ain't about your need. You don't come to church just to get your need met. You come to church to serve God. You come to church to learn about how to serve God. People treat church like colleges and universities. You know, if I graduate from Harvard, I'll I'm, I'm get a good job I'm trying to get into Harvard. I ain't going to the University of James Logan because I may not get a good job. So you choose a church like that. It's not the type of church you use to get you in heaven. It's not the type of church you choose that makes you anointed. What you and I need to understand is us picking up our cross us denying ourselves is also part of the gospel message it is it gives us what we should develop and grow into which is a kingdom mentality so i'm a firm believer Now, as God has been dealing with me, as soon as a person gets saved, they need to be made aware of the repercussions of that decision. You you, you sure you want to be a Christian? Because you're going to have to deny yourself. (laughs) You have to take up your cross. Now, let's talk about what that means. So, you know, if you really want to be a Christian or not. Because this is really not just about you getting blessed and God helping you all the time and making you happy. And it's not about just that. And that's important that we understand that when you and I got saved, God demands we love him with our everything and be willing to die for him at any moment. See, you don't like it. Don't turn it off. You need it. You need. Don't. Come on. See, let me use the word, you know, in a broad context. Christianity, if you will, is not some social group who gathers together to feel good about themselves. This is not a fraternity or sorority. It's not a secret organization where people of like minds just come together and encourage each other and feel better as we go through hell on earth. That's not what this is about. It's not us just coming together and we help each other cope with life on earth. That's true, too, but it's not about that. The primary focus of the church, of coming to church is learning to live like Christ who lived a sacrificial life and died on the cross for the sins of the world. We are to learn how to live like he lived, which means we have to learn how to deny ourselves and live a sacrificial life. And again, nobody wants to hear this. This is a bummer. I'm letting the air out of your little balloon. I want to be happy, preacher. Write this down, please. In bold letters, underscore it, starbursts, you know, stars, hold on. There is, are you writing? Okay, good. There is a serious price to pay for following Christ. And every follower must pay that price. Let's go deeper. Let's let's grow up spiritually very rapidly in the next 10, 15 minutes. Amen. Jesus said, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. The words deny and take up. Here's a technical. Literary term for you. They are aorist imperative verbs. They are aorist imperative verbs that speak of immediate action, verbs are action words. Deny and take up are what is known as aorist imperative verbs, which means when Jesus said that, he meant you got to do it now. You can't wait to do this. This is, it requires immediate action. You can't put this off. So then the question we must ask ourselves or at least allow Holy Ghost to ask us is, cause I'm gonna ask it, are we willing every day and every moment of the day to die to our selfish desires? Are we willing every day and every moment of our day and lives To deny ourselves of selfish desires. You're going to hear my voice throughout your day. It's going to be God in my voice, though. Can you deny that? I know you want to say something. Don't say nothing. I know you want to retaliate. Don't retaliate. Are we willing every day at any time to give up our lives and die for Christ? Ooh, here's a big one right there. See, nobody ever told you to consider you may have to die because you're a Christian. You may have to die because you follow Christ. See, we don't like to think like that because we're too busy trying to get healed and live and you should, but the truth is you may have to die. You need to know that, we need to know people have been martyred. The apostles were. We don't think like that. That's why you ain't picked up your cross. I'm reminded of Pastor Raymond Mui. Remember, anybody were here when he came? Um, matter of fact, I spoke with him actually on uh, WhatsApp, up, WhatsApp, up, What's up, What's up, whatever it is. And uh, he w- we were trying to get him here, but we couldn't get him here. He was going to be in, in the States coming from Southeast Asia. And he was in this pulpit. And when you all, he asked you all, could I come? And then we went. Well, how me and Pastor Deborah met him and his wife? Well, without going through that, he stood right here in this pulpit and told us how there were countries he would go into to preach the gospel, and he would leave with machine gun fire behind him. It was a, it was a, it was it was sobering because most of us are used to preachers sending out flyers. You can't send no flyer out. He couldn't send a flyer out when he go preach because they'd be waiting on him to kill him. You got to sneak in preacher who you can preach to and sneak out. Because they kill you for being a preacher of the gospel. But in the West, we, 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 we got big flyers and big filling up stadiums. And, you know, we, we got this thing totally different in our mentality about preaching the gospel. We trying to be famous and big. Instead of thinking about dying and getting shot. And again, this could be and is part of the problem with the church in the West. We have a westernized concept of Jesus that don't fly all over the world. I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna move on. There are some messages that get preached in America that can't be preached nowhere else. Yeah, the Holy Ghost will help you understand that. In John 16, verse number two, Jesus tells us that in the last days the time is coming when people who kill believers are thinking they're doing God a favor. You better get ready. You may have to die. I don't know how long you're going to live. I don't know how long Jesus is going to be before he comes. We all might have to face a firing squad one before it's all over with. I know this is a sobering fact, but I got to tell you. That's the power of the cross. In Matthew 10, 28, I've said this over and over and I will continue to as long as God gives me strength. Jesus says, do not fear those who can kill your body, but fear the one who can put both your body and soul in hell. Jesus, again, is telling us, get ready. Somebody may try to kill your body just because you love me and you follow me. That's part of the cross that each one of us have to carry. That's on your cross. It's on mine. That's one of the reasons I felt led to go overseas to all the countries that God allowed me to go to because I wanted to have a healthy, rounded view of Christianity. I wanted to allow myself to be in situations where I knew God was real because nobody else was there to help me but him. So when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane just before his arrest and crucifixion, the Bible tells us that he was in agony, his body, his soul, his emotions. Think about it. He was man and God. He did not want to die. Think about this. You all. He was only 33 years old. And he knows he's getting ready to die. And he's not. Hidden in his body wanting to die so let's just be real about it nobody really wants to die nobody wants to be killed nobody wants to be murdered let alone crucified and neither did jesus but in luke 22 verses 41 and 42 he went a little way distance from the disciples and he fell on his knees and prayed and said father if it's your pleasure take this cup from me But still, let your pleasure, the King James says, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus was tormented in his flesh. We talked about that during the consecration, what he went through, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Saturday, he's in hell, preaching to the spirits that are in prison. (sighs) But even before that, jesus doesn't want to die he's tormented in his flesh and he's like if i don't have to die on the cross i'd rather not but as the scripture is written it lets us know immediately after having that thought he said but nevertheless so so what is that saying it's okay for us to not want to die But just as soon as that thought comes into your head, you got to replace it with nevertheless. If I'm going to be legitimate, if I'm going to be considered loyal, if I'm going to be considered a true bona fide child of God, I got to pick up my cross. Just like Jesus did. And that's exactly what he did. See, again. One of the main challenges, Dr. Miles Rowe used to talk about this all the time. One of the main challenges is for us in the West, Christians in the West, uh, particularly in America, is we were raised in a democratic system. See, some of y'all wonderful people watching, some of you in here, you want to have a vote of what the church do. It's America. What, what you do? I didn't know y'all was doing that. I need a vote. I love you. I love you. Don't get mad at me. I'm just in the book. I'm in the book. Uh, well, Dr. Monroe, who was the beginning or one of the first in my lifetime to teach on the kingdom was raised in the islands where they were colonized. And they still had a king and queen over them. And when the king says something, ain't no vote. Yeah, see, y'all, y'all ain't saying amen. I'ma try, I'ma try. Say amen. When when you live in a kingdom, you don't vote. When the king says, goes. Well, so I got some amens. I'm my hands. Okay. Amen. See, what you and I need to remember and understand is that when we got saved. And ask the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to be our Lord and Savior. He is now our king. Which means whatever he says goes. There is no vote. So when Jesus says, take up your cross, ain't no voting. Do you have a cross? Should I pick up the cross? Whose cross is that? That ain't my cross. Nobody told me I had a cross. I'm telling you, you have one. And see, this is another problem because you can't see King Jesus. You blame the messenger. So you you mad at me because I'm telling you what the king said. See, it's not my idea. I'm telling you what Jesus said. These are not my words. I'm just repeating what the king said. And the king says, you got to take up your cross. The king says, you're not loyal if you don't pick up your cross. The king said, "I'm, I'm just repeating what the king has said. What the king says goes. I know it's hard. It's hard because we're so used to going to churches that teach what we like. And we got preachers that pull out stuff that they only preach about. They ain't going to say nothing else. The king say, I don't just believe in talking about hell. What what, the king talking about hell. If you represent the king, you got to talk about hell, man. Well, I don't want the gay watchers to in the the LGBT community be mad at me. Listen, I don't want to be mad at me either. But I got to tell you what the king says. I love everybody. I ain't got no problem with LGBTQ, XYZ. None. I ain't got no problem with you. I'm living my life. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? But the king said. The king has the final word. Long live the king. See, this is foreign to you. We don't don't understand that. We don't understand that. See, 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 watch this. Watch this. You can get mad at Brandon. Some of y'all don't know what that means. It's a joke about President Biden. It's not a good one. See, in a democracy, you can talk about the president. You can put him down. You can say whatever you want about it. In the kingdom, you can't talk bad about the king. You, get, you just can't form your mouth and say anything you want about the king. This is why we attack each other the way we do, because we, we got freedom of speech. <laughs> but Jesus said, the king said, no, you can't just say anything out your mouth. But see, we're so much much more connected to the Constitution than we are the Bible. That's why you got more political Christians than you do spiritual Christians. (laughs) We must take up our cross. It's imperative. It's an immediate action. It's not if we want to, it's that we have to and as i said everyone's cross looks the same but it has different weight write that down write that down it's going to help you see this will stop us from judging people cuz you think because somebody look good they dress nice that their life is easier than yours you don't know what's on their cross you tripping you straight tripping I wish I had so-and-so's life. You don't know their life. You don't know what cross. You don't know what they're dealing with because they ain't told you. You think if they didn't say it online, it ain't happening. Everybody ain't telling you all their business. Everybody into Kardashians. You don't know the cross your neighbor sitting next to you is bearing. you don't know what's on their cross you know they have one but you don't know what they deal with every day to stay safe and keep their minds healthy and their heart healthy we don't know Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that God never puts more on us than we're able to bear. You don't know what's on somebody's cross. Only God knows because he's the one that gave it to you and put the stuff on it you got to carry. That's why you got to go to him and stop going to prophets. And preachers, because nobody can put stuff on your cross but God. That's a cult. That's manipulation. That's control. To hear me. I got a message. I've been talking about it to a few people. Can't wait to preach it. Got to wait till some things, some time. It's entitled self-care. See, the people that care for people the most need to care for themselves. Amen. Told my doctor that. See, because you care for people, it's easy for you to forget about yourself and care for everybody else. Mothers understand that. If you got more than three kids, matter of fact, that you got more than one and a half, <laughs> you caring more for your children than you are you. You need some self care. So God never puts more on our crosses than we're able to bear. So when you see your cross, know this: you can pick it up. Ooh. Stop saying you don't know if you can make it. Yes, you can. You're going to get some help every now and then like Simon the Cyrenian. but you're going to have to carry that cross like Jesus carried his. And you can carry your cross. You can bear your cross. Write it in first person. I can bear my cross. God knows how heavy to make your cross. He won't put one thing more on it that'll break your back. My God. John 12:25. He that loveth his life shall lose it. <laughs> Whoever doesn't want to carry it, man, that's too hard. God, I'll do anything but that. Get ready. That's the very thing he's going to ask you to do. God, I'll do anything you say but that. That means you love your life. You're going to lose it. Jesus goes on to say, and he that hateth his life in this world. Mm, mm, mm. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. See, because you won't pick up your cross, you're not loyal. You're not legit. So, why would God bless you with more to make you love this world more to keep you away from your cross? Selah. Some folk can't get blessed no more than this because you'll love the world so much that you'll forget all about the kingdom. He that loveth his life shall lose it. Mm, mm, mm. Let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What is it right now that you're afraid of dying over? Get rid of it. It's appointed unto man once to die. After that, the judgment. After that, God's going to judge whether you were carrying your cross when you die. Because if you weren't, you aren't worthy of him and eternal life. You're not worthy. You're not worthy of the house in the mansion he built. You ain't worthy for it. You're not going to live in it. Told you this wasn't easy to hear. That's why y'all looking at me like. Sometimes I wish I could just show you how you looking at me. My last scripture. 2 Corinthians five fifteen. And that he died for all, Jesus. Jesus died for all. That they which should live not should live not henceforth live unto themselves. (laughs) Jesus died for everybody and everybody that recognizes that Jesus died for them should no longer live for themselves because Jesus lived and died for us. So how can you be a selfish Christian? They don't go together. It doesn't go together. This is not just about you And your happiness or me and my happiness or us and our happiness. This is not what this is about. And this is why most people, particularly in the West, choose where they worship because you want to be happy. Ain't got nothing to do or very little to do with God or your cross. I'm reminded right now as I get ready to close. 30 years ago roughly me and pastor Deborah are sitting or standing right at the altar at cffc milwaukee and bishop Darrell, who was apostle evangelist Darrell at the time is ministering to people and he came to me and deborah he said god said go through for the ministry's sake before that he was blessing people you're gonna get blessed god gonna do this he got to me and said go through I, I said i stood up i was like okay what? what up? i ain't falling to i'm not that ain't it i never did fall because i stood there for a minute I was like what Go through? I'm already going through. Mean I got to go through some more for the ministry? That kind of stuff make you want to lead the ministry. What? I'm already going through. But I thank God I stayed. I thank God of everything I went through. I promise you, I thank God for everything we went through. Because what you need to understand is sometimes, well, I'm sorry, not sometimes, all the time, God sends you somewhere to be a blessing, to carry a burden, to help out. That's part of your cross. But today, folk, they, they ain't seeing ministry like that. It ain't like that now. What, can, what, can you, what have you done for me lately? They got the Janet Jackson spirit. He died for all that they which live for him should not live for themselves. That's, that's the king. Paul is inspired. I'm not saying this. We don't live for ourselves. He goes on to say, but unto him which died for them and rose again. We are here to live for Jesus who died and rose again. He gave us right relationship with the father. He made things right between me and God, the father and and nature and everything. So now things can line up in my life so I can be a blessing. So I'm not thinking about myself. I'm not in this for myself. I may have started out in it for myself. I'm trying to help five more people. But as you stay and grow in knowledge and grow in Christ, you realize you're here to be a blessing and that you are to bear and carry a cross. So somebody else can receive the benefit that Jesus gave you. Everyone stand, please. Lift your hands, please. He that loves father and mother, Jesus said this more than me. He, she, they that won't pick up their cross and follow me, it's not worthy. Maybe this is also why Jesus said, in the last days, some are gonna say, I prophesied in your name, I cast out devils. I went to church. I did church, I went to conferences. I even went to Women Thou Heart Loose twice. But Jesus is gonna say, depart from me. I never knew you. You didn't pick up your cross. You thought this was a social club. You were playing with this. You never went deeper, you never learned of me. Tonight, I want you to understand the power of the cross in your life. It's personal now. It's personal. What are you willing to bear for the sake of the king and the kingdom? What are you willing to endure? Jesus endured his cross, despising the shame. What are you willing to endure? That's the question that it's time for every believer to ask. It's not that you got to run around and tell people what you're going through, how hard it is. No, you just carry it and people see you go through to the end. Because before we finish this month, the Lord says the same. I'm going to show you What happens after you carry your cross? What happens after you let them put you on your cross and crucify you? I'm going to show you through the scriptures what happens on the other side of your cross. Because my brothers and my sisters, I do understand as a pastor in the kingdom of God, for 25 years, I understand more every day what it means to pick up my cross and follow Jesus. Father, bless your people tonight. Bless my God in heaven, everyone that will ever hear this message. There's these terms that are flying around today about being woke. This is a message that will wake up your church. May we wake up to the realities of the power of the cross so that we can be what you call us to be. We can be a legion. We can be found faithful so you can anoint us in this last and evil day. The church needs anointed men and women, handpicked, given supernatural grace. We see it all over. The, the enemy is doing it. Witchcraft, witches and warlocks. He's empowering his followers, the devil, Satan, Lucifer. They're, he's empowering, they're empowering their followers with witchcraft, sorcery. It's time that you empower your people, but we must be found faith. We must be found loyal. We must be handpicked and anointed and trained to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But it first starts with our love for you, our 100% love and commitment to you. We can no longer anoint people that love ministry and love popularity and love prophesying and don't love the one that gives the gift. We got to love you first and be found faithful. Anoint. There's millions watching. There are millions all over the world that aren't watching. There are millions of believers that are faithful, that are loyal. They have picked up their cross. I'm asking you to anoint them with signs, wonders, and miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost that will display your power and your kingdom as it comes. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.